Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Empowering Industry Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Matthews, and I have some amazing people that I've brought to talk today about a lot of different things, really, but we're going to start with just introducing ourselves, getting to know each other, um, and I've known several of these people for a while, and then um, some newbies for me and John. Uh, Johnny, we have just met, so um, I'm excited about that and kind of hearing your perspective, but Tracy, since Ladies first around me, I'm going to let you have the floor and uh, just introduce yourself. Sure. Thanks. Hey, I'm Tracy Long with ABB. I'm the head of communications for the global NEMA motor division. Johnny, you want to go ahead? Yeah, Johnny McCusker. I'm the uh, head of operations for the NEMA motor division. And Mike. Hello, Mike Murphy. I'm segment communications lead. And you should know Mike from the podcast that we've done in the past, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, the big, main thing that kind of got our attention is that we were all going to, um, you know, trade show season. We're going, we're out and about. What I'm doing with the IMTS plus creators lounge is we're talking with creators all over the manufacturing space. And so of course, uh, Mike, I thought of you since we had just had the podcast, but ABB is really been creating content for a long time and in different ways and storytelling is a reason is a it's it's so powerful to tell a story it helps you to remember it helps you to uh, connect with the manufacturing community and so I want to spend a little bit of time Tracy to kind of talk about that journey of you know content creation and, and the different tools that we use uh, to get your messaging out in your story uh, about how uh, and I, I would say motors, but it's more than motors, but um, that's the story that you can tell, right? Right. So, um, you know, Mike and I work with the motors and drives businesses here in the U.S. and the motor business, we've all been affiliated with it for a really, really long time. And I think what people forget is it, it's kind of that hidden workhorse. It's, it's that essential component that makes other things work. Um, so like we say, if it's not run on a gasoline engine, but it moves, it's likely using a motor like something that we would make here in the U.S. And so when you think about telling the story of a product like that, that some might not consider to be sexy, others think they're very sexy, um, you know, you just have to really help it make it real for people. So you have to help people understand that um, that hunk of iron and steel and copper wire um, that just plugs in and goes and does its thing is what's keeping the air conditioning running in our homes and in the convention center was when you're there. Um, it's what helps get the water up to the floor of your hotel room, you know, and all that kind of thing. So trying to take something that can be very technical um, and making it around ordinary use and, and make it in a way that people understand better is really kind of at the key of the storytelling element, I think. So it's, it's being where people want to listen, it's being where they're having conversations, but then it's talking about things in a conversational way um, that I really think helps us connect our story with the people who are listening. Absolutely. And it's also the way that we educate people on our products and our services out there, right? So mm -hmm. um, I know that you do different white papers and different articles in the past. Um, you And right now, uh, there's plenty of articles out there. But there's also that element of um, telling the news, what's the latest, what's happening. And I think all of that combined is important. Uh, but you take it one step further. And um, I'm going to I'm gonna kind of jump back and forth here. There's a couple of things I want to talk about. But Mike, I want to give you the floor a little bit. Tell us what you've been doing with the podcast. 
Sure. Uh, thanks again for having me on. Uh, so with the podcast, um, I've been trying to keep uh, keep up with, with what's happening in the industry, uh, following a lot of trade organizations, um, keeping in touch with, uh, say, uh, Empowering Pumps. Uh, you guys are, are a wealth of information. Uh, what what are the those big topics that you keep seeing over and over in the industry uh, thinking, hey, that's going to make a great podcast? Uh, you mentioned it before, white papers, uh, topics that you keep hearing about. So efficiency, uh, digitalization. Uh, one of the words you're, we're really hearing a lot about is circularity. Uh, so I've um, chosen some industry experts to to do the, those recordings, and I think they they worked out really really well. Yeah, me too. And I think just that white paper aspect to think, and I think this is good for our creators to understand too, and and learn from us today, um, is to say think of all those traditional pieces that you've created, all of that content that you've already. Uh, developed and spent time, you know, those are great resources. How can we change them into something new, um, like the podcast where you're going to open, um, you know, we're, we're going to be where our audience is. And I think uh, if we look at it, what is it, five different generations and, and one uh, work environment, you know, we need to be able to share that in as many ways as we can. Have you found uh, a difference uh, as far as content? to be able to reach, do you know who's kind of seeing the podcast? Have you established that yet? For me, I haven't. I mean, I know that there's some troll, there's some tools um, such as LinkedIn posts where I, I posted, you know, did you see this podcast and what did you think of these different topics? But is there something that, you know, has more um, hits or listens than other topics for you? Yeah, so uh, our tracking, really, I'm able to see how they're listening. So it is it through um, an Apple, you know, iTunes app. It is it through Buzzsprout, Spotify. Uh, we are able to see that. Uh, we haven't been able to pinpoint, you know, hey, is, is Charlie Matthews listening into our podcast? I ha- haven't been there quite yet. But but yes, if um, uh, how we advertise through social media channels, uh, we're able to track those those clicks, things like that. Yeah, I think that I I loved watching stuff like that. So I'm talking to my creators out there too, is, is you, you know, create a social post and then you see who interacts with it. And I think that that is part of, you know, what story did we send out? What message, what, um, you know, white paper did they respond to the most? And that kind of tells us what, what to create more of. Um, Speaking of listening to our audience. Uh, Tracy, I have seen uh, ABB in so many different places and just really increasing their exposure and and diversity, equity, inclusion speak, uh, showing examples. Uh, but one thing that just stands out to me, and we're, we're coming up, um, you know, with manufacturing month in October, and I just fell in love with this program. It's called Edge Factor, and you've worked with them. Tell us a little bit about that. So Edge Factor... Gosh, we were introduced to them about six years ago um, as we were really starting to put forth our own effort of um, expanding, you know, helping raise awareness of manufacturing as a career choice. Um, As we like to say, every day is manufacturing day at ABB, Um, but particularly the first Friday in October and the whole month of October is a way that we can raise awareness of manufacturing careers and all the different kinds of jobs it takes to support um, a whole company like we do. And so we were doing a lot in our own communities and we were doing a lot of trying to spread that word. And then we found Edge Factor. um, And the best way I can describe them is a a multimedia company that really promotes digital content to children in the K through 12 space, to students. They're starting to expand to older 
um, listeners as well and viewers, but they really come in and they tell that story of what's it like to be a machinist by actually talking to a machinist and finding out what did it had, you know, what kind of skills does he has to have or what kind of education did he get to do this job? Maybe how much does it pay? You know, if you want to um, be an auto mechanic, here's what it really takes to be a good auto mechanic. Oh no, by the way, here's the soft skills you have to have. So how do you show up for work? How do you treat other people? What do you do with your phone when you're in a meeting? It's just, it's just about what it's like to actually be in a real job and hold a real job, but also helps those people understand that maybe you're not destined for college right out of high school. There's a lot of really great jobs out there. College can come later if that's what you decide you wanna do, but until you become aware of your options, you really don't even know that you have choices that, that you have. And, and I think they just do a fabulous job of raising the awareness of what all the kinds of choices are and uh, what the path is to get to those. Yeah. And I think that we've all really thought about this and say, okay, we need to take uh, ownership of this and responsibility of getting this into schools and to our mm-hmm. young people uh, so that they can think of manufacturing as a choice. Uh, and then the other part of that is I know you've worked with schools and, and, and set up these apprentice programs and, and kind of mm-hmm. if manufacturers can work with the educational um, institutions, th- this is streamlining the process, uh, which I think is amazing and definitely what we need to do. Uh, and, and you definitely are an example of that. Um, Johnny, I'm, I'm curious from your perspective, just, you know, as we are building up our communities mm-hmm. you, and you've uh, been there for a while. So tell us, tell us, what have you seen? Uh, what is the difference being made there um, in the communities? And then um, I really want to know, you know, what do you think this future looks like? What is the future of manufacturing? Yeah. So <clears throat> the impact on our community, it's, uh, you know, we, we started this a few years ago, going around to different high schools and talking to uh, juniors and seniors uh, primarily. But, you know, uh, I think we went around to probably 10 or 15 different high schools uh, the first couple of years. And now the words got out and we're starting to see more and more, you know, the workforce has changed. And uh, I think there's some sites that's uh, studies out there that say that 10,000 people a day are retiring, right? And leaving the workforce every day now. So we have to backfill that. And so we really looked at how we were going to do that. And we, some of our most successful people that we've had came to us straight out of high school and been with us 30 or 40 years. Why don't we go back to that? And we, we did. And so we have to market manufacturing to high school students because their perception of what manufacturing is and the reality of what manufacturing is and will be are quite different, right? So um, that's kind of, that's kind of where, we're, where we're at now. And but look at the, the future of manufacturing, you know, it's much of the basics will remain the same. It's still work. No matter what we do, it's, it's still work. But we have to really look at you know, the, the cleanliness, the, the orderliness, the organization, basic lean principles that we, we need to train people in thinking and really lean thinking. How do we, how do, we do things and eliminate um, the waste? That, uh, because we have to be more efficient. I think what we're going to see is as well as a continuation of uh, cobots, collaborative robots uh, working with people, but also being able to tap in and use digitalization to capture data in real time and make decisions much quicker than waiting, say, to the end of a shift or uh, reviewing the next day. We're capturing that data quickly now, and now the challenge is what do we do with all that big data? We have lots of sensors out there. We have people inputting data. And now we've got all these problems identified. So what are we going to do with them? But, uh, 
Yeah. So don't, so don't uh, worry when we say robots, we, ha- we still need our people, right? They still uh, have got to interpret this data that we have. And uh, I say that uh, jokingly because I love robots and I, I was introduced to um that at your plant uh, there where the robots were picking up the motors so that the human wasn't having to do it. Right. And it was interacting with them. And there was a safety piece where it wasn't just going to knock the person over. And that was this intelligent learning um, that I just, I mean, it blew my mind. And this was 10, 10 years ago. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure it was around that time. And I think that uh, when I get excited about IMTS uh, is because that is run by the Association for Manufacturing Technology. And we're going to see a lot of that digital um, technology bringing into this manufacturing space that you may think uh, are just that hard, you know, still there. Uh, what is that? How are we going to marry those two things together uh, and learn? What do we need? What do we need in the artificial intelligence space? Uh, what do we need um, to to make our systems more efficient? Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about that. I know we're going to see um, a division of AVB there, but uh, we'll also at the same time be in Houston at TPS. Uh, so that's one of our staples. We've always been attending there for Empowering Pumps specifically, but what are y'all showcasing there at TPS? I see. I see. We're all looking at Tracy. <laughs> I, I, I don't mind stepping in. Yeah. Okay, I Mike is. Yeah. With this. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is the uh, turbo uh, pump symposium. machinery uh, pump yeah. symposium, right? Uh, ABB will be at booth twenty six seventeen. Had to double check my notes on that one. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll have a full array of pump motors uh, there. Just how how we can assist uh, end users. I, I believe our our highlighted item will be the I triple E eight forty one motor. Um, super rugged, uh, just works great in, in those type of environments. Um, it's uh, got premium ceiling, um, a PLS, which stands for positive lubrication, um, a bearing system, um, extended warranty. So a uh, very, very top product. Uh, we'll be even uh, presenting at that show as well. So hope, uh, hope people swing by, come see us. Yes. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm going to be tackling both of these events and I can't wait to see both. And, um, you know, it'll be a great report to see the differences and and also just, you know, be there with people that we know and love in our industry and, and just being able to be together with them. But if I if I kind of go back and open the floor, I'd love to hear from you just do you see something else in the future um, for creators or for uh, manufacturing that you're willing to tell us uh, from your perspective? Just what what do you see that's next out there? Yeah, so I'll, I'll take that one and and start is, you know, the workforce, the, the people entering the workforce now, the, they've, they've grown up differently than many of us that are going to be exiting the workforce. And so we're looking at ways with the digitalization that we can somewhat gamify some of our jobs, right? Make them fun, a little rewarding, challenging. You know, we're looking at using augmented reality and virtual reality for training. Um, not quite there yet, but there are some use cases that are showing some promise. Uh, the YouTube type videos or video work instructions, that is something that everyone is accustomed to now. If you don't know how to do something, you go watch a video on it. And we're actually using that in our work instructions. And it allows us to also use many different languages. We have people that speak very, very different languages. And so it, it helps with that as well. But a little bit of gamification coming. And how do we make things a little, uh, little more interesting to people than just coming in and, and doing something that is mundane? 
Yeah. And you know, that brought something up. It, sometimes it is easier to talk about something than to translate languages. Uh, so, so that's a really interesting. I hadn't thought about that before. It's like, okay, you, you have this manual and because the it's off a little bit, it's sometimes tricky to get those manuscripts, you know, perfect. But if you're just having that conversation in your native language, then other people will understand you. Um, that, that's interesting. I'm, I'm really kind of, uh, y'all made me think today on the podcast, which is a great thing. Hopefully our other creators are out there um, inspired as well. Um, Mike, do you have anything else to add? Uh, actually, I, I'm excited to learn about all this gamification as, as well. Uh, how can we turn a podcast into gamification? Uh, but no, uh, we're we're still gonna gonna keep keep doing our, our podcasts. Uh, keep keep working with social media. Trade shows won't go away. It's fantastic to see people live face to face. I'm excited to see where our, our motors end up. Um, just a kind of a shout out in, in an upcoming show in October. Uh, WebTech will will be there uh, out there as well. Um, I mean, motors, like, like Tracy said, I mean, that you know, any anything that turns, I mean, chances are motors behind it, right? Um, you know, it, I, I kind of like my power to come on. Um, you know, when you turn that faucet on, you expect, you know, fresh, clean water to come out, and motors are a big, big part of that. So that that's not going away. Um, so just uh, excited to, to, to see the future and what Bowdo Reliance and, and ABB has, has to do with all that technology. Yeah. And to your point about that, and you were talking about this a little bit earlier on uh, about circularity and where is our waste and how can we save energy? And um, I think that we're poised, if that's the best word, to be able to create a lot of change in that area and pay attention to uh, what needs to be done and kind of be the leaders there. And so I always uh, see you in this space and uh, yes, WEF Tech uh, in October. So we're going to see a lot of each other, which I love. Uh, Tracy, I'll see you and your team at the Empowering Women, uh, which is the day after WEF Tech as yep, well. We'll be there. Uh, but any anything else in closing from your side, Tracy, that you want um, to leave us with? I'll just kind of build upon what Mike and Johnny both said. Um, you know, Johnny's talking about some really new ways to communicate with people. Mike's talking about some of the ways that we have been communicating with people. And I think um, there's the what you said, too, about reusing the content that we have across different platforms, whether, you know, the whole podcast began because we had done this great webinar series. And then it's like, you know what, let's take that a step further and keep talking about that, have those conversations. So I think as we bring in a new generation of manufacturers and we still have the existing one, what you're going to find is that platforms don't go away. You just continue to add more of them. So there will always be a place for print. There will always be a place for online. There will always be a place for social, for webinars, for podcasts, for in-person trade shows, for virtual events. And so I think we just have to be aware of the data that goes behind all of those things and use them to the very best of our ability to reach our audiences wherever it is they want to listen. A hundred percent agree. And uh, it reminds me of energy. And there's so many different ways that we can uh, get energy uh, and it doesn't go away. We just keep right. adding to it. We keep uh, adjusting and adapting. And uh, I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. So okay. thank you all so much for being here with me today and uh, look forward to seeing you real soon. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks, Charlie.
everybody. Charlie here. And I just wanted to thank you all for joining us along uh, with this bonus content that we've been creating for IMTS. Uh, we're going to be there in Chicago the week of September the 12th. And we are going to be in the Creators Lounge. So IMTS plus Creators Lounge. It's 338-600 is the booth number. So I hope if you're in town, you will join us and just really embrace that we are all creators. And so uh, if you're one of those out there creating awesome content in the manufacturing space, we want to know you. We want to learn about you uh, in your platform. And so please reach out to us. Um, use that hashtag Empowering Industry Podcast um, or mention us at Empowering Pumps. But you can also use that uh, hashtag We Are All creators and uh, look forward to, you know, being there in, in Chicago always, but uh, also just seeing all of these different manufacturing creators out there who are definitely raising uh, awareness and storytelling within the manufacturing space, which is going to help us retain that knowledge um, and, and really connect with people who can serve our industry. So I just wanted to say thank you. You've been on this journey uh, with us uh, as we lead up to September and there's a lot of great content that we have been sharing on our podcast and through our social feeds as we go into this very busy season. And I just wanted to say thank you. I wanted to say, you know, I appreciate you as a listener on the podcast. And um, I know things have moved and changed, and um, but we're having a great time here. And really, it is about just getting you the information uh, of what's going on here and sharing some amazing stories with these industry influencers that um, I hope that you're enjoying it. I would love to hear from you. And so, so until next time, be empowering.